Welcome everyone to Creating Champions. This is Marcus DiBernardo. Everybody just calls me Coach D. And this is episode one. And I wanted to explain a little bit about Creating Champions and why I made it. And the reality is that I made this pod so for everybody. If you're trying to achieve something, if there's some aspect of your life that you want to get better in, um, anything that you want, you want to become more consistent in something, if you're trying to find the motivation to keep going, whatever it is, it's important. And creating champions is, it's not about lifting trophies. It's, it's, it's being the champion that you need to be day after day. It's about getting things done. It's about fighting through things in day-to-day life when things are, are, are hard for you right? So for me, everybody's a champion. And this isn't about, hey, how can I become number one in the world and win the Boston Marathon or New York City Marathon? If you want to do that, great. But this is about becoming the daily champion, whether that's in sports, whether that's in life, whether that's in relationships, it doesn't matter. It's all very equally important to me. So let's start off and the, and the form of this pod is really simple. This is just conversations. This is just me giving you thoughts on things that I've experienced in my 30 plus years of, of coaching and things that people taught me from players to other coaches to environments. So let me start off this, this story today where I got a text from a friend last weekend and he runs a high performance center for athletics out of Chicago. And he's like a really analytical guy. He researches, he researches absolutely everything in extreme detail. He's always focusing on the process. So, you know, I first found this out from him when I had a conversation with him about a couple trees that he bought to plant in his yard. And if it was me, I'd just go buy some trees and plant the things and pour some water in the hole. But he knew everything from the direction they're facing to what should be planted around them to how this tree is going to, how much wind this is going to cut down, the exact percentage of wind that goes into his yard, into his house, everything. So I, I just laugh. But this, this is what he does, and he's very, very good at it. So he wanted to know from me is... How um, how people achieve greatness, and he had listed six things to achieve greatness. He's trying to put together a formula of how people achieve greatness, and he wanted to know if I had anything to to add. And you know what? When, when people put together projects like this, it, it's not easy because I, I love the fact that he attempts to to do these things and to quantify these things because as you put things out there everybody criticizes you and you open yourself up and you open your work up to all kinds of criticism. And I love the fact he does that. And and I always put my work out there as well. And people can criticize and do whatever they want to it, but it, it is what it is. So I, I think it was really, it's really good of him to do that. So he asked me, what can, what would I add to his list of six things to, to, you know, create greatness. And I told him it starts with the first thing, which is putting in the work each and every day. 
And I'm a little bit old school with this kind of stuff. So for me, it all starts with putting in the work. And number two, I don't know what is in me that makes me say this, but I do believe this. It's better if you put in the work and you don't talk about it. Just be quiet. Put in the work every single day and don't talk about it. Then third, if you want to do it even better, put in the work, don't talk about it, but put in more work than anybody else. Those three things, very, very, very important. And you can only do those three things if you're passionate about what you want to achieve or your the motivation behind this is so high, right? So passionate. Now, his rebuttal, I mean, he's such an analytical guy. It, you know, it's funny. He told me a story of uh, super speed Rondo, and I just, I laugh. And what do you mean super speed Rondo? Like, what, what the heck could you possibly do to do super speed Rondo in soccer? He says, listen, I, I pumped the ball up an extra five pounds, and he did all the tests, and it goes like 20% faster on a hard surface, so he calls it super speed Rondo. I think that's awesome. You know, we need guys like this because it's valuable. I think that's actually valuable. All right, 5% more air, balls go faster on a hard surface. Let's do it. Um, So his rebuttal to mine was that there's plenty of people that work super hard, but their methods are not productive. And to be fair, I I agree with him. But I I worked on a golf course for... I don't know how many years I grew up in a in a small country town and I started working at 14 years old in the in the uh, apple orchards and peach orchards. Right. And then at 16, I elected to transfer to the golf course. And I remember watching year after year. I must have worked there for eight years after year after year. The same people with the same crappy swing <laughs> didn't improve. <laughs> so I laughed and it was really the first time because I was always looking through the eyes of a coach at a young age saying, man, just playing the game of golf isn't going to get you better, right? Because you're, you're repeating the same crappy swing over and over again, but with some small adjustments like taking a lesson. And I remember it changed my golf game. My hips were going straight back instead of turning and getting my, my, myself in the position with the club. So when you turn your hips the right way, you rotate your hips and you let the club come back naturally. You're naturally you're setting yourself up in a position for a much smoother, more accurate swing. And I never figured that out on my own. I needed that. And that lesson actually changed my golf game. And I'd be willing to, to bet that most of these people just came out to the course and never worked on their game. So he spoke to me about hacks. How can we lower the barrier to greatness? Um, and I, and I, again, I do agree that you can do certain things to lower that. But in the end, it all comes down to what did you do today to get to the next level? Because you better have outworked everybody that day. 
And yes, you could practice smarter, but it still involves a ton of effort. Now, sport, though, is not just, hey, what did you practice? Sport is, what did you do the other 22 to 19 hours a day? If you're going to practice for two to five hours a day, there's still 19 to 22 hours left in that day. So high-level athletes benefit from 10 hours of sleep. If you don't do 10 hours of sleep, you're losing out. If you do less than eight, you're really losing out. If you do less than six, now you've got some physical and mental issues that are going to go on and really affect your game. And I could talk to you on a whole other podcast about that. Did you eat right? Did you hydrate? Did you do rehab if you were hurt? All these things will affect what is the outcome of those two to five hours of training. Listen, it, it, the sleep one is, is an interesting one. I remember reading about this rat who, who goes through a maze and has electrodes hooked up to its head. If it goes right, it beeps a certain way, left a certain way. So the scientist observing the rat could tell the, you know, what way the rat was moving and going through the maze by the sounds that it made through the electrodes. So one day, the, uh, the scientist is hearing the rat go through the maze and he says to, and he's at the office late, he says to his buddy, listen, go get the rat out of the maze. He's not supposed to be in there now. It's late at night. He, got, he goes and he looks for the rat in the maze. The rat's not in the maze. The rat is exactly where he's supposed to be, sleeping. So as the rat is sleeping, he's actually programming himself what he did that day. I, I, I thought that was actually interesting. It's, it's more of a, a, a neuroscience approach, but... It was interesting to me. If you look at all the great guys and and girls um, who really achieved a high level in sport, a high level in life, you know, we could add Steven Spielberg, we can we can add uh, Bill Gates, all these types of people. They did not do it without putting in the work. The work comes first. Whether you're talking Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. All these guys outworked everybody else early to, to, early to training, last to leave. Watch the, big, the David Beckham story, completely obsessed. The Steven Spielberg story, amazing. I don't know if it was true or not, but come on. The guy went to work with a briefcase when he was like 18 years old on the set of Paramount or something or Universal. And he lied to security. He made a fake badge. He just set up an office in a trailer and everybody thought he worked there. I mean, if that's a true story, it's amazing. Um, when you think of, when you think of, um, what's his face, the the Bill Gates, right? He started early, early on on those computers and completely, completely immersed, right, into that world. So things change, the environments change, and environments is a big thing when we talk about success and and leading to greatness and achieving really good things. But passion and immersion are two things for me that are really, really important. Like Malcolm Gladwell talked about the 10,000 hour rule. You know, and for me, 10,000 hours of crap is still 10,000 hours of crap. It needs to be something decent. It can't be the guy with the golf swing who stinks and continues to perform that stinky golf swing. It has to be a little more to it. But, you know, 
some of the Brazilian soccer players I've had through the years, you know, they're accumulating 14,000 hours of street soccer in different environments over the time from they're five years old to the time they're 14 years old. I mean, 14,000 hours, that's ridiculous. You're talking about, you know, people who are great on computers and, and hacking and designing programs. These people don't just one day wake up a good day. They live in that world. They live in that world. You know, the guy who did the ringtones for the cell phones, the WordPress blog guy, these guys made millions. Mr. Beast dedicated his life to this. Logan Paul dedicated his life to being really good at what he does. The, the story of the soldiers in Iraq who served multiple tours of duty were far more accurate in telling where there was explosive devices compared to soldiers on their first call of duty, and they couldn't explain why. Cops who walk into buildings automatically subconsciously know where the exits are. If they go into a hotel and they're on the floor, subconsciously they know how many doors that they, in case there's a fire, they have to go to when they feel when they're crawling on the ground to get to the stairway so they can go to safety. These are the things that once you become immersed in a culture, you start to pick these things up. So immersion, being passionate, being committed. So my whole story, my my whole thing for you, it doesn't, listen, again, you don't have to be going for an Olympic gold medal. This could be small things, but it only happens if you put in the work today and don't talk about the work that you're doing. Just put it in, be consistent, and then outwork everybody else. Now, I, I don't really believe in, and listen, every day is not Christmas, right? Sometimes, you know, it's going to get hard. Sometimes you get up and you don't want to do it. Okay, that's the real world. It's hard, but get it done. Get it done anyways. The passion will grow and grow and grow. I, I don't recommend that, hey, a 15, I'm, for me, it doesn't work. Some 15-step plan, I want you to accomplish this 10% effort today. To, I say screw it. I say jump right into it. Immerse yourself into it. No 90 days, no, no, no 10%. Jump into it and don't find, don't look for excuses to quit. Just do it. And you know what? If you find out that you really don't, this is not for you. Don't stop jumping. Jump into something else. If that wasn't for you, maybe something else is. That's fine. Use the experience to decide what's next to jump into and keep going. Keep going. Eventually, you're going to get it and you're going to succeed. And I'm not, I'm not saying find an excuse so you could quit and try something else. I'm saying be smart enough to know the difference. If something that you jumped into and you see better opportunities, you see whatever, okay, maybe you want to follow that path. You know, be smart about it. But every single day, put in the work, be quiet about the work you're putting in, and outwork everybody. Every single person outwork them. So hope you enjoyed the Creating Champions today. And uh, I'll be back soon with another episode. Take care.